Another version of this is parent cat. trap. Mm-hmm. Adult parent trap. Adult parent trap. Adult parent they're, trying tra- <laughs> they're trying to trick their kids. <laughs> That's creepy as hell. I think it would be fun if like Catherine Hahn was like running for Senate and her twin sister, who she hasn't seen in years. It's called Child Trap. <laughs> you can't make a movie called Child Trap. From Mom Men Productions and Facade Media. This is Are We Sure This Is Good with Rob Derland and Tim Mom. Welcome to Are We Sure This Is Good? Hello, I am Tim. Hey, Tim. What are you doing? It's me, Rob. <laughs> You said hi. I was saying hi back. That's the polite thing to do. I think as a show that maybe a child might listen to before their parents shush them out of the room, we should teach politeness for a couple of seconds. There's no way your children should be listening to the show. Let's start there. But So what I say is, my name is Tim, and with me as always is Rob Chase Derland. And then I say, say hi to everybody, Rob. And that's usually when you say hi. Hi. Everybody. Yeah. Well, you already did it. There's no need to do it twice. Well, I was saying hi to you. Oh, good. That was just for you. Oh. That was private. Everybody else forget you heard that. That was for Tim and Tim. <laughs> that was for do me. Do not take it. Do not take it from my friend Tim. Oh, Unless well, he wants to give it to you. I and am, you consent to it. Welcome to Are We Sure This Is Good? We are your hosts, Tim and Rob. Uh, and we are... I don't know if we're rusty, but we're having some fun. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks. We had some family happenings and other things, and we haven't recorded for just a little bit. I think it's the longest gap since we started recording. It's pretty crazy, but it's good to be back in the chair, back in the headsets, having a good time. And today we're going to talk about life changes. First, we're going to talk about what's good because we do that every week. Then we're going to play every week, every week, except the weeks that we don't. Don't don't look it up. It's fine. Just just go with it. <laughs> Then we're going to play a little game called Pitch Me With Your Best Shot, where we pitch things that we think should exist, sometimes in hyper-specific situations. And then finally, we'll get into some life changes. We both have some ideas that we want to talk about. We're both also, yeah, doing some pretty big, big changing. So it's it's top of mind for both of us, and it's probably top of mind for a lot of you. You know, change comes for us all. All we can do is smile back. <laughs> Changes mm-hmm. the face, the string. That's beautiful. What you claim is I thought for sure I could get you to yell at me for misquoting Gladiator. Huh? I was doing I the death it. smiles at us all bit. Oh, from the end, you misquoted it. But I did I change smiles it. at us all. I was waiting for your eyes to like twitch. Oh, I I, I haven't seen it a couple. It's been a little bit. Little bit <laughs> I used so. to say I've never seen it. I just <laughs> just land with that bit. Gladiator. Sound. Never seen it. Sounds dumb. I definitely didn't watch it every month for a while because I don't know. I guess I really liked it. It's such a delightful movie film. Delightful, huh? That's the story you're going to go with? Oh, man. <laughs> you're talking about word choice ruining a situation? I have a story for you. I have some neighbors who have a pool and they invited us down. And it was just like mostly like dads and and their kids. And so like... It's nice when I, because I have twin five-year-olds. So like, if you have a five-year-old who needs someone to play with in their pool, like, oh, get Tim down here. He'll, he'll bring the twins. And so we're just hanging out and like crushing bush lights. And he's got a, like a swisher sweet in his mouth. And he's like, 
this is it, man. This is good shit. And I was like, yeah, it's lovely. <laughs> and the look I got on lovely was just like, yeah, I don't belong here. I should go. Oh, screw that. Screw that toxic masculinity. Get I know. Your lovelies I in thought there. it was great. And uh, yeah, it was. Get your lovelies in there. I man. got them in there. Anyway. You should you should start that as a business, though, like in the paper and on bus benches. <laughs> What's that? You need you need some five-year-old kids to swim in your pool? <laughs> Call me. It's just on bunch fences. Good you and your kids' faces. Do you need some, you need some kids to swim in your pool? Call me. No. Stop it. <laughs> Oh, not for weird stuff, just for normal stuff. For like normal you said. stuff, yeah, because those are only all the normal people are. Who, that's who's gonna call the normals. Yeah, put that on the bus. That's normal, like normal stuff only. No weird stuff. <laughs> These are kids, please. <laughs> With the world's largest, anyway, I'm gonna move right into <laughs> what's good this week. Not uh, the last couple minutes of this. <laughs> So, Rob, hit us with what is good this week. Uh, what's good? Well, let me just start by saying that I did call the listeners jerkweeds um, <laughs> a couple weeks ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. All of them. I just want to say that I was just kind of messing around, but <laughs> I do not apologize. Do not, not even a little. <laughs> yeah, you are all jerkweeds. I'm sorry. Not really. Your booze mean nothing Tim, to me. Tim, Tim said... That it was harsh. Was it harsh? I, I said know. a tad aggressive. I think was my exact. I th- I think jerkweed is a fun is a fun is a fun thing you could call a friend. Hey, jerkweed! I can mm-hmm. see you know that being a thing. Yeah, like you if say, I was hey, like, "What up, slime?" And you were like, "Yo, jerkweed." Yes, yeah. exactly. So mm-hmm. that's how I meant it. I meant it like a loving jerkweed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just getting that out of the way. But I've been watching a lot of Star Trek: The Next Generation. That show's awesome. Yeah? Yeah. Tell, tell, like early episodes, later episodes. How many seasons are there of... Seven. The, there's only seven of... T- that, that feels low for TNG because it's such an... Had, well, remember, it's it's their full season, like 25 episode seasons. So it's a lot. Oh, so the episode count is still up there. It's pretty good. Yes. Well, they have the, the Picard crew had several movies. It's like that. Yeah. The cultural impact is still... Quite large. Well, and the Picard show just came back. Is that why you circled into TNG? Because of the Picard show? Uh, well, yeah. I've been watching a lot of the newest. Like, Lower Decks is pretty sweet. Okay. I watch Discovery is awesome. But I've been, you know, just... I, I don't know why I didn't watch it earlier. I don't know why my parents didn't, like, show it to me. I watched Star Wars as a kid. Okay. And a lot of... I don't, so, it's not like... I don't know. It's definitely not, like, the violence. There's no violence in the next generation. I don't know. Not a ton. Well, There's the, well they have the phasers. You know, they shoot people, I think, usually in the shoulder and knock them down. It's weird. Yeah, but they do that, like, when they absolutely have to. There's scenes where people are invading the starship and they're, they're yeah. just like, let's wait. Let's make sure. What what are they doing here? Let's think about let's it. Let's wait. Let's see if... Okay, he, he's going to start murdering us. Let's let's see if we can tamp that down, number one. Please. He looks like he's getting very murdery. Let's please stop him from doing Uh oh. His friend's here. Thanks all he's got violent in the movies. Well, I suppose you need some action set pieces for movies. Well, I I've, I have seen some of the next generation movie. Oh, maybe just one. Because Picard- I saw Generations. Generations and First Contact are both solid, solid entries. First Contact's the one with the Borg, and he goes to town. On, on the Borg, like in the holodeck with a Tommy gun. He like mows him down and then beats him with the empty gun. It's it's the most violent sound, Picard I've ever seen. 
that doesn't seem like anything that would happen. I'm only in season two, but it's just a great show. And I realize that it's, that it's just Mr. Rogers for adults. Oh, there's a take. I like this. They just do like every episode. Every episode so far is kind of like like a little life lesson or a way to improve yourself. Okay. And it's usually very progressive. Sure. Like how to talk to your dad or, oh my goodness, homosexuality, gender stuff. Mm-hmm. Androids as possessions equals slavery. You know, stuff to really think about. Yeah. And, you know, and, you know, it's really, really tackle them in really, you know, good ways that make you a better person. And like, this is in 1987. I feel like we've gone backwards some ways there. Star Trek like it was, I like has a progressive track record early on. I think that I can Google it and I will, and I'll put it in notes. But like, I think the first interracial kiss that was ever televised was Kirk and Uhura in the old oh, yeah, school Star Trek. Yeah. That rings is familiar. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a factoid that I've accepted is true. Whether or not it's actually true is a whole other thing. But Star Trek's, yeah, it's got that that kind of progressive core where it's talking about being accepting of other viewpoints and other people's values, and that's always been a fun cornerstone of the show. That and the Borg, the Borg are awesome. But it's just like a really fun show, and it's really the writing is really good, but like also intellectual and feels like you're learning something you just feel better about yourself and people it's a mm-hmm. good show nice i don't know why i didn't watch it earlier or why my parents like steered me towards other shows yeah it's like it's not like it's just a, like it would be a perfect show for like a seven to ten year old to start watching just like to get some sort of sci-fi cool actiony stuff but also yeah, like if they went to space camp and in there yeah had a nasa blue flight suit and just really into space. You should probably watch the next generation. Well, I, th- I think the first, the, the maybe the, one of the problems I have with it now, trying to get into it, is like it is kind of like low budget looking, kind of compared to like the newer Star Trek shows. Mm-hmm. But once you let your brain just like filter that out, yeah, like a you're play, like, you're like no, we're gonna pretend, we're gonna pretend that everything's fine, everything looks yeah, cool. Well, yeah, and once you filter all that out, it's, it's really good. You just gotta let your brain do that. So, do you have a favorite uh, favorite character on the bridge? Oh. Is Crusher even there yet in season two? Wesley? Yeah. Yeah, he's there. Okay. He's a, he's all right. Okay. I don't know. He's not, is he not in the movies? I don't remember him in any. He's not in the movies. He's they what? Just, they can't afford that. He's not essential. He's not. Like, you need, you need Picard. You need Riker. You need Worf. You know, you need Data. Riker's pretty cool. You need Beverly Crusher. You need, you know, you need the, you need the Doc. But you do not need her annoying son. Oh, he's annoying. I didn't think I, I've heard he was annoying, but I didn't honestly find him that annoying oh, so far. Okay. Maybe he gets more annoying. I don't what know. What about uh, Tasha Yar? She's a good character. For, for, for a few episodes, yes. Don't get too attached. <laughs> I know. She's, she's already dead. There's a spoilers. Slime monster. Hashtag spoilers. No. I didn't know you watched The Next Generation so much. That's really blowing my mind. Oh, really? Yeah. I, my my brothers were into it. And, oh, that's and, awesome. And so I watched it uh, quite a bit. Well, uh, for Ryan, that, that was probably on. Ryan was old enough to like probably be into that. Ryan, if you talk to my older brother about Gene Roddenberry at all, I think, yeah, you're going to you know, open a yeah. beer, sit down, and just, just enjoy a nice, a nice conversation about all of the Star Treks, at least all the ones we watched. We used to watch Deep Space Nine a lot as a family. 
I remember Deep Space Nine was on the same time as Sequest and Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. That was like a fun era for comic booky sci-fi TV where you could like watch the kids talk to dolphins on Sequest and Deep Space Nine was cool. And they actually had a shape-shifting alien. They had, they had Odo on Deep Space Nine. You haven't watched any Deep Space Nine? You're just making a face right now? No? Man. So much fun stuff. You're in for a ride because you can do TNG straight into Deep Space Nine. And then I think, oh, man, I'm going to get in trouble with the hardcore Trekkies. I think Worf spins off onto Deep Space Nine for a while. Oh. And like then Joey. He- <laughs> No, like he has uh, – that's how they get him back. So in the movie First Contact, they have to get Worf back onto the Enterprise like immediately in the first five minutes of the show, of the movie, because he's not there anymore because he's on a show where he's not on the Enterprise. And so like the ship he's uh, – the captain of the Defiant is like taking heavy damage and they have to beam the crew aboard. And then Worf immediately walks to the bridge and just takes up his old tactical post. It's awesome. It's great. It's a good time. Riker's like, you remember how to fire phasers, right? And Worf like just glares at him. And it's a fun little Riker Worf moment. Anyway, I'm just geeking out now. But first contact is great. You're gonna really enjoy that movie when you no, when you get right. there. Because it like no. P- Picard has run-ins with the Borg throughout the seven seasons of Yes. Well, no, he just they just I just got through the first one. Oh, there's so. multiples, and then the main bad guy in first contact is the Borg. And so it's like this showdown. It's fantastic. Cool. So this is now a podcast where two mid-30s guys talk about Star Trek. Yep. So pretty much the cutting edge. Oh, man. This is internet new stuff. We're breaking new ground here. And you know what makes even more cutting edge? Being pretty, really self-aware about it. Yeah. It's really going to help. Meta commentary with the tongue-in-cheek and the wink and the nod. Never been yeah. done. It's going to be good. Best. And now, a word from our sponsors. We don't actually have one, so you have to keep no. talking after I say that. Yeah. I was thinking of go. other things that make podcasts bland and indistinct. This podcast is sponsored by Casper. Oh, yeah. Let's have we, Tim, hmm. time out from Hold what's up. good. Okay. <laughs> have we tried pushing the medium forward? Have you thought about that? I haven't do it. at all. I've just let's enjoyed being in the medium, to be honest with you. I let's like, do it. I like our chance. I, I have too, but I think that it's time we contribute to... Uh, the community and give them something. I'm not kidding. I'm I'm writing this down because I, I feel like we're going to create a new segment called Pushing the Medium Forward, <laughs> where we try <laughs> new podcast ideas. I'm just going to sketch that down real quick. Pushing okay. the medium <laughs> forward. Yes. Tim and Rob. We're already there. We're already there. Change the we're, planning, we're planning the next episode. In this episode. Oh, I got an idea. You could become like a mid-level character on a beloved sitcom and then start a podcast that is just you talking about the dumbest fucking bullshit that's ever entered your brain and convincing a bunch of people to not get the vaccine. I don't think that's ever been done. Wait. Yeah. No, No, it has. I'm having trouble pinpointing which one person you're talking about. <laughs> I was going for Joe Rogan on, on no, this radio. I, I actually didn't have any trouble <laughs> but I'm sure there are several I was, As soon as you said that, I was like, there's another one? That's probably. crazy. You'll probably find like number 
512 in all, or probably something higher than that, probably number 127 of all podcasts is something that is just like a copy of Joe Rogan, but it's somebody else from a different, from uh, from sports radio. And it's from that TV show, and he was like the person you'd barely remember there, or she was. And yeah, it could be Sports Night. Sports Night's a real show. Oh, so at some point, you're supposed to ask me what's good for me, and that leads me into my part, and then we put a button on the segment. We talked about talking for Star Trek for 10 minutes, and you want to get back on track now? Yes. Okay. You're supposed to with... be like, hey, what's good with you, man? I just like the rhythms of human connection. It was what's a lovely discussion about Star Trek. I am. It does seem odd that you don't know how much Star Trek I've seen, given how much we've watched things together. But, but never Star Trek. Never Star Trek somehow. That was so weird. So weird. Here we are. So, hey, uh, thanks for asking. Stuff that's cool with me this week. Uh, I have uh, flexibility. So, as uh, we said earlier, this week's topic is life changes. But as you're going through all those life changes, which we will talk about later, uh, staying flexible and communicating uh, has been super helpful as we navigate these new things in our lives here at this house. So, just trying to stay you know, in communication with the significant others. Uh, in your yeah. lives like hey uh, I'm going through this this is what's going on I need a minute or uh, I want to make time for this and it's a it's a priority like say you had a silly hobby that just took several hours out of the middle of a weeknight uh oh <laughs> no but like uh, I've communicated that I want it to be a priority and that's it's fine to have a priority but then there's a give and take so it's like hey well then you should do the dishes and help the kids brush their teeth and get them all buttoned up because you're gonna go check out for a little bit and we already do this at nine o'clock to make sure the kids are mostly in bed things like that but anyway we're trying to be really really flexible i'm going back to work and i haven't been working for a while but i'm with the kids and so now my, my wife travels a lot for work and so now i'm coming home from a full day at an at an office and picking up the kids from school and making dinner and doing all the things that i used to do and she's in detroit for three days and like that used to be a lot more manageable and a lot easier and we got really, really used to it. And now all of a sudden it's like, man, this is a lot harder when I'm at work all day and I still have like laundry to do and dogs to feed and all this stuff. And so it's just very, very boring, very basic home economics of time and money. But it's just I, I feel like because we keep discussing it and we're trying to give each other some grace and follow the 60-40 rule, always try to do 60% of everything in a relationship. Yeah, okay. Because then when you one. inevitably fuck up you'll fall back to 50. And if you have a really, really big screw up or a bad week, you're going to fall into 40. But if you're always trying to do 50 and failing, you'll end up at 40. And then if they're always trying to do 50 and failing, there's like a middle 20 that no one's doing and everyone's pissed off that it isn't done in, a, in like oh. a household. So if you're always trying to do 60 on a bad day, you'll hit actually halfway and it'll be fine because you've built up kind of this grace storage in your significant other. Like, hey, they usually do more than this and it's okay that they're having a rough day or need a minute and that kind of thing. But I think both of us have taken that to heart and are, are pushing really hard and trying to be really, really flexible. Um, and the reason I put flexibility down is what's good this week is because it also pertains to my physical body because I've started doing yoga in the mornings with my wife. And it, it's actually... Okay very good way to start the day um i i do have a creakier creakier body as we get into the late 30s coming up here soon so it's it's nice to stretch and move and and just have some some time to yourself where you're getting everything going so that's nice anyway be flexible both metaphorically 
and literally. Getting those getting those old bones a little workout in the morning, huh? Yeah, I have a pretty bad back. So it's nice to get it a little loose before five-year-olds run at me and want to be picked up and put in their little chairs and everything. So, yeah. You don't have to answer this on here, but does morning yoga ever turn into morning doing it? <laughs> Not yet, but you know, people can dream. But no, usually okay. like we're listening to like up first, the NPR news podcast and having coffee okay. yeah. and it's doing yoga. So it's not, not that kind of environment. Also, five-year-olds can oh. run it at any moment. That's okay. New podcast idea. Mm. We do sexy news in the morning okay. for couples that are doing yoga to get them in the mood to maybe do it. Oh, okay. So if you are listening to NPR in the morning, instead you would just hear us reading headlines like in the stock market. Crumble way down, way down, so, so low. Down, <laughs> it's never gonna come back up, baby. Just it's gonna, for anyway. it's gonna come go down and stay down there till Christmas. <laughs> You're bringing a lot of sexual energy to the podcast today. This is an interesting thing. That's what's good for me. <laughs> so, that's been what's good. Now, we're gonna move on. Right, I'll delete some of that. You do whatever you want. It's your show. A uh, little game called Pitch Me With Your Best Shot. Pitch me with your best shot. <laughs> made me wait for it there. Yeah. That's yeah. more of that anticipation. So this week on Pitch Me With Your Best Shot, it's Rob's topic. And he wants to think of, or pitch, excuse me. He wants to pitch. Buddy bu- comedy. Buddy com- Oh, yeah. You take it. Go. Hit buddy us. comedy with Catherine Hahn. Yes. I do feel oh, like no. Catherine Hahn needs a buddy comedy. As soon as he wrote this, I was like, yes, she needs a really good buddy comedy. Yeah. And I have the perfect one. Okay. There's, there's a new show that came out on Netflix. It's called Brand New Cherry Flavor. Yeah. If, you're, if you are me, and I probably mean just me, you really like that show. It's super weird and gross. All right. <laughs> it's, so, it's so disgusting. And you want to turn this into a buddy comedy somehow? <laughs> I just wanted to bring up the show. But that would Catherine, have been on what's good. You had that yeah. time already. Yeah, I know. I wanted to steal. Well, I didn't want to talk about it twice. Anyway, Catherine Keener is awesome in that show where she plays a witch. So it is related. Catherine Keener is on this show. She plays a witch named okay. Boro. Okay. And this show's disgusting. And she's, this, she's just amazing in this show. And. I just kind of made me think of Catherine Owens, which performance in WandaVision. And I like thought buddy, witch comedy, two Catherines, Han and Keener mm-hmm. together, tearing it up. R-rated witch, buddy comedy, doing crazy shit. Yeah. All kinds of shit. Making fun of the devil, pulling pranks on the devil. Are they fighting the devil? Is the devil the antagonist? I don't know. Let's say, Maybe. let's say he is. Maybe he's maybe he's the protagonist. I don't know. They're pulling pranks on us. Maybe he's the Bill Murray to their sort of, you know, Charlie's Angels sort of hierarchy. But they're not doing oh. Charlie's Angels type stuff. Okay. Maybe he's he's the devil's giving them stuff to do and they're like, fuck you, devil. We do what we want. Like, you know, just pulling pranks on the devil. No. Devil <laughs> the devil's like, I want you in my office right now. When you tore up the whole part of hell. I'm gonna use loose kid, I'm gonna use by the book. I don't know which one's which, but get out of my office and go straighten up this hell place. And they're like, all right, jerkweed. Then they get it. They mm-hmm. pound the pavement of hell. But it's witches. I don't know. So this different. That's could be one avenue you take it. I like it. Or, or a different buddy witch thing, where it's they're just 
doing witch stuff, but <laughs> it's fun. Is it a rom com like, in any of these? Sure. Nah, no. Oh. Maybe. <laughs> Could be. I'm okay. I if, wish if, the listeners could have seen your face go through the, those levels just now. That was a good time. Sure. Nah. Maybe. Maybe. If it, if done well, I don't want to put it in there just to put it in there. You know, I'm, I'm tired of that. I'm really tired of that, Tim. I think we're all tired of that. For my buddy comedy, I think I would double down on the idea that Catherine Hahn needs to star in a movie. And I okay. would have two Catherine Hans. Yes. And I would do a twin situation. And I could see it where she either plays twins, where one is a law enforcement official of some kind. We'll just say an FBI agent because I can't think of anything else right now. Or like a U.S. Marshal. She's a U.S. Marshal trying to catch her fugitive sister, who is a con artist. I like that. Or another version of this is... Paratrap. Mm-hmm. Adult parent trap. Adult parent trap. Adult parent they're, trying tra- tra- <laughs> they're trying to trick their kids. That's <laughs> <laughs> creepy as hell. I think it would be fun if like Catherine Hahn was like running for Senate and her twin sister, who she hasn't seen in years. It's called Child Trap. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make a movie called Child Trap. <laughs> I know. Uh, Continue. Catherine Hahn is running for Senate <laughs> and her twin sister, who she has not seen in years. Has changed her look, like her hair and everything, to look exactly like her sister who was running for Senate and is now engaging in all this terrible behavior, like screaming at people at Starbucks or getting into car accidents and that kind of thing to derail her sister's Senate campaign. Oh, and there's, oh, that'd be great. You got a good third act twist. So in the second act, she wins. The crazy sister wins and something happens to, to Catherine Hahn, the Senate Catherine Hahn. Then she can't like go up for a debate or go give a big speech. And then the crazy non-Senate Catherine Hahn goes out and gives the speech for her and wins the election. Okay. What if the person she's running against is is Catherine Keener? What? I like that. And Catherine Keener also has a twin sister that used to do the same thing. But then she locked her up in a prison and then they got to go break that one out to help the real Catherine Hahn defeat the evil twin Catherine Hahn. Who's on the same team as the other Catherine Keener? Okay. The only thing I want to do then is get rid of the Senate campaigns and get rid of the twin part and make it clones because then it makes more sense that two of them both have a crazy identical copy running around. I just want to, I want, I don't know why cloning, which doesn't exist, feels more logically sound than two sets of identical twins with the exact same problem, but it does. I like It feels like too much coincidence. So I want to get rid of the amount of coincidence and go a little sci-fi. Catherine Keener has a clone. That's her deep, dark secret. And Catherine Hahn gets a clone for the first time. And as Catherine Hahn's clone slowly goes insane, she gets in touch with Catherine Keener, who keeps her clone locked in a room. In her I fucking love this. I love that. This is going to get so weird. Many, these, so many project ideas here. I got another spinoff of that one. Catherine Hahn and Catherine Keener both run their, ro- their, their own cybernetic robotics corporation, and that's where they only make clones of themselves. Wow. Yeah. And then there's a fight, iRobot style. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. So it'd be like the Kingsman with that hyper-stylized action, but with Catherine and Catherine. Catherine be Catherine. <laughs> you have to do a title card like Scott Pilgrim style over the top of that, like a big versus. <laughs> And they would have swords. Oh, they would we just definitely steal, have okay, swords. For the, movie, for the movie posters, we just steal the style of all the other movie posters that have been out recently. We do a Kong versus 
We do a Kong versus Godzilla one. Yes. In that exact same style, but it's Keener and Han battling mm-hmm. over a city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm fine with all these. Basically, a movie with Catherine Keener and Catherine Han. Hijinks, comedy, and they need to be adversaries. And I'm okay with this. Catherine Keener can play that like really cold. She can really bring it. And I, and Catherine Han has like so much energy. Well, see, Kevin, Catherine Keener was in the audio version of the, have you heard the Homecoming podcast? No. It's a, it's a, it's a drama okay. podcast. All right. It's an awesome drama story. And they made a TV, they made a TV show version of it. And they made Catherine uh, Keener's character played by Julia Roberts, which is cool. Hmm. But I was kind of disappointed because I thought Catherine Keener did amazing. I did see the Amazon show. Okay. I see what you're Okay. Yeah, it's that, it's that show. It's it's almost it's almost word for word. Yeah, why would uh, you want? Why would you get rid of Kat? Maybe she couldn't do it. I don't know. Yeah, they it's not always did. the powers that be. I'm sure, I'm sure, wanted, I'm sure part of it is you want to make your own thing, kind of thing. You like you don't want to do the exact same thing over again. I don't know. That yeah. seems to be what people people are afraid of just doing the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Those are good options for these Catherines, both Keener and Han. Yeah. That was my newscaster voice. So those are some good movies. Idea? Yeah. Good movie ideas. (laughs) (laughs) It's an important distinction. Or TV show ideas. (laughs) Or podcast ideas. I don't... Heck, make a video game of... Oh, stop. Now we're done with the segment. We're done with the segment. Catherine Hahn should do some voice movies. work. What's that? No, I want a video game where Catherine Hahn is in it somehow. Maybe as either like, like I don't know. Either as okay, they should just do a one vision video game with Catherine Hahn in it. Now we're done. Why do we keep? I, I, stop talking about it. Stop. You stop talking about it. I know. I'm telling. This is this is to me. I just have. I want to do one of those things we talked about earlier, but as a video game. I'm getting so jazzed about some of those ideas. I like more. Where the devil's giving you missions and you and your witch friend, mm-hmm. you pick which character you want. You pick either Catherine Keener or Catherine Hahn. You're oh, doing witch sure. missions. Yeah. With your, as, you're on the couch co-op with your buddy. Mm-hmm. And they, have, they have different powers. Oh, yeah. You got to do the missions given from the devil. Yeah. That sounds so good. One of them's all persuasive and seductive and the other one's all oh. like violent and slicey. Oh, yeah. Different different aspects. Yeah. One could be like defense and offense. Mm-hmm. Different approaches. Poison. All right, let's just start a Catherine Hunt, Catherine Keener podcast. Too far. Mm-hmm. Too far, Rob. Let's get their addresses. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Catherine and Catherine, your hosts, Tim and Rob. Anyway, yeah. So, I, I yeah, please make those. But before Keener, I hardly know her. That's what the podcast would be called if it was just a Catherine Keener podcast. If you did a podcast by yourself about, about Catherine, Catherine Han, Han, you could call it Han Solo. Yeah. I think you might need some back and forth there. You talking about one woman that you think is funny and fantastic for that long. I think it's just going to get real skeevy real fast. Why? Why, Tim? No reason. Mostly your yeah. breathy voice and your face. But anyway, <laughs> let's just jump. I'm going to jump right over. I got personal. I'm sorry. It's just going for the punchline. Oh, I don't even know what's happening sometimes. Okay. Uh, so, hey, today's uh, topic. We're doing a topic. 
This podcast has a topic. Huh? Huh? Tell us about today's topic, Tim. We're talking about life changes. Talking about all the different things that, uh, you know, happen. They come at you. They come at you. Left and right and center. So I'm I'm going back to work. That's my biggest change right now. There's a lot going on, but mostly it's that. I'm slowly getting used to the kids going to kindergarten. Um, but then I, I got a job and now I have to go do that job again. And so being out of the house and away from the kids and finding a way to do a lot of the domestic stuff that I was doing, even though I'm working full time, like there's a lot, a lot of new balancing, a lot of changing. Um, so yeah, we're going to have to, to refix some, some things. Um, that wasn't English there. Refix some things. We're going to have to adjust some things, rebalance some things. That's what I meant. How about you? What's your what's your big change? What's going on with you? Uh, I have no changes. My life's going to be pretty static for the next few years. Nothing's mm-hmm. going to happen. That makes I sense. Am, that tracks. I am, uh, Michelle's going to have twins in a couple months. <laughs> it was like a pretty easy life adjustment, though. Yeah. I have one kid, and now I'm going to have three. Yeah. Three is a very small number. Nope. Think of think of a number. Okay. Any number it's is probably, probably bigger. bigger than three. <laughs> Uh, so twins, yeah, uh, I'm, pro- I'm pro- not sweating that at all. Good. It's gonna be. I, what I'm trying to say is, my life is gonna continue the same way as for mm-hmm. however long it has. It's not gonna change, Tim. So this is probably just a you thing. So okay. Yeah, no one's. I distinctly can divide my life into before I had twins and after I had twins. They are very mm-hmm. different. It's like the twin dad version of me arrived and then strangled and hid the body of pre twin dead Tim. And he, he ceased to exist. He, that's what you get for buying a machine from David Bowie. Yeah. What are you going to like the, like the end of looper? Yeah. When, when he's like, Nope. And then he, he changes the, the whole like that, <laughs> but with, uh, but in a good way with twins and a loving family and the whole, the whole bit, but no, it really is. There's, there was a time before and then there was everything after. So I'm, yeah, I'm gonna, it's exciting. Yeah. I'm rooting for you. I mean, I'm sure things will change, mm-hmm. but let's, let's take a few minutes mm-hmm. sure. to a mm-hmm. start the timer. Cause I forgot to do that first time. Everything and B, and B. So let's just take a few seconds. Oh, I'm here minutes. Yeah. If, if I may, it's going to turn into minutes. If there's this much preamble, shut up. Okay. Got it. This is this new thing I came up with. It's called idea crafting. Okay. This is where like you have a problem and then you like toss ideas up to craft the good one for to solve the problem. It's this new thing I came up with. Um, you can add to the idea and subtract to it to craft the perfect idea. Okay. I like that so you're I'm, using the word craft. It's very, yeah. very on brand, very uh, marketable. Yeah. Okay. So it makes it makes even more sense than some other words that people might say already exist that describe what I'm talking about. When you think of it. I, I think this is going well so far. Please continue. Anyway, having it all edition of Idea Crafting. Welcome to Idea Crafting with Tim and Rob. This is about having it all. Because sometimes you, you want to have it all, but life is like, here's some twins. And now you get to have it all plus twins. And you're like, uh-oh. This is too much all. Where am I going to put all this all, Tim? I'm not going to have all this all. What mm-hmm. are we supposed to do with it all? That's the changes we got to deal with, right? 
you got some more all too, but your all mm-hmm. is named business, work, job, business, capitalism. The old grind. The nine to five. Mm-hmm. I want to say bean station, but that doesn't sound right. No. The coal mine. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Anyway. So having it all, Tim, mm-hmm. how do we do it with all these changes? What do we need to do? What do we want to do? And how do we make that happen with all the changes? We engage That's idea crafting. In, in idea crafting? Yeah. Is this a team okay. thing or is this a you thing? It's an everybody thing. I meant like, are you and your wife doing this together? Or are you idea crafting on your own here? Is this Rob's mission first... to have it all or Rob and Michelle's mission to have it all? Oh, well, it's, it's definitely both of us. But this is the first, I just made it up for the show. Sure. To do it here mm-hmm. and take it and take it into the real world mm-hmm. where I expect great things will happen no, with it. That all makes sense to me. Yeah. It does it though. Are you on board? Yeah. How far on board are you? Like both feet are on the boat. You're sitting down on that boat. Are you looking for a cash commitment? Is this like a startup pitch? No, I just want to know if you like my idea so far. Yeah, no, I'm here. I'm here for the idea. I'm okay, cool, 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 cool. Okay, we have to. What what things do we need to do? And we also want to do. Got to be good dads. Okay. Right. You got one. What do you, What do you got? That you need to do and want to do. Well, and or pick one. But you need to, I mean, you well, should need, I'll and, stick with I good. need, I need, need and want to be a good dad. Yes. And a good spouse. Yes. Very important. Very important. And you want to. Okay. But we'll say, yeah, but then like parts of those are going to be like providing. So that means you kind of have to be good at your job or at least good enough to not get fired because. There it is. Because you want to be, you ought to provide for the kids. And so that's when the work thing comes into the family thing. And that's, that's tough. That's, that throws things out of work. The work thing comes into the family thing. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Like, oh, I want a really good family. And that's a really good priority to have. But oh, yeah, yeah. like by to be a good dad, a lot of times means, unfortunately, having money because you want to buy your kids stuff. There's this constant oh, impulse sure. to get them what they want and get them new things. And you're fighting that a lot of the time because that's not a good way to handle your money. Like I, if I gave my kids a toy every time they asked for a toy, that would be insane. First of all, that's entirely too many toys. What are you going to do with all of them? And it's a giant waste of money. And yeah, it's there's not, literally no way to awesome. put them all. So it's, yeah. But that being said, on Christmas, I do want to, you know, spoil the bejesus out of them a little bit and buy some cool stuff. So once you do that, you got to have money and to do that, you have to job. So it's, yeah. that's what I mean by the work thing coming into the family thing. Like I'm having family thoughts and they're like, it feels like they're getting infected by work thoughts because now I have they to go do. get the money to, to do what I really want to do. My priority is the, the family, but to handle that, my priority becomes the job because that's how I get the money to buy with my family things. Okay. So kind of the same page. We've got some family job mm-hmm. sort of stuff. You kind of, so job is more like you just need to do it, but don't necessarily want to do it sort of thing. Most people. Yeah. I think Plus, that's, I think that's very true. If you're lucky, gotta, you want to do it sometimes. So like be a good dad, be a good spouse, job stuff. That's all got to be on the schedule for sure. Okay. Right? This is a, we're building a schedule. Like, sure. Yeah. Seems like. I think so. I think so. Let's start there. I don't know where this conversation is headed. And so I'm trying to, like, what is the end goal of idea crafting? Is it that you've got a balanced equation or like you have a schedule that helps you attain these things? I just, I don't know. Okay. Just throw it up. 
I don't, it's not an exercise that has much defining characteristics right now. Okay. Well, it's like going for a walk. Exactly. When we're done, we'll turn around and walk back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Unless you walk in a circle. Couldn't have made this a circle? That's how I walk <sighs> stay short, man. You got to walk away from the house so that you're forced to walk back. At least I do. I'm a very lazy person. <laughs> That's how the only way I got my jogs up to two miles. Instead of jogging laps, I just jogged a mile away. And then I was stuck. Yep. And then you got to come a mile back. Cool. Good call. So we got stuff. So what stuff do you want to do, Tim? Like hobbies or stuff that you I like that the, you I like our stuff. I like the website. I like podcasting. I like Okay. Like a lo- all those things. Dogs. Love having dogs. Don't know how much Hard- time out of the day that takes. To- gardening. I do all oh, gardening. Man, yeah. Love gardening. Love all love all my new plants. My plant babies. My propagations. My seedlings. Got seems like you got a pretty rich full life in there. Oh yeah, I'm not complaining at all. Oh yeah. Oh no, no. No one's complaining. But how can we make it richer? Not with money, but with experience. That's the idea, craft. Let's have it all. Go. Step one. Step one of having a perfect life. And then you throw to me. That feels mean. <laughs> that feels aggressive. Like I'm just gonna make Tim sit here with with dead air for a little bit. And I'm not gonna cut it either. I'm gonna leave it all in. Well, step step one of my plan was to get this ball rolling. Okay. And to send it to you. Sure. So I've completed my step one. <laughs> okay. I think um for a lot of it, at least for for me and, and my wife, it's been about having uh shared goals and talking oh. about big picture things. So that you always kinda have your true north. And then saying no to things becomes easier so you're i felt like you were talking a lot about what you're saying yes to and i feel like what you want to do and what you want to be kind of crystallizes when you start saying no to all the things that you don't want to be and there's so many like bullshit little maybe things in there like are we gonna be a family that has a gym membership and like you know goes and exercises like what is that moving us toward anything like we're maybe we'll be healthier and if we're healthier we'll be happier and then we'll get out of the house and the kids will have a physical activity and we'll have physical activity and we my wife and i would play racquetball together when we had a gym membership so like once we added all those things together like hey our goals are to get out of the house more and do more physical things with the kids and exercise more and this checks all of those boxes it's being a good spouse because we're supporting each other like hey we should go to the gym together and um I would never work out, I don't think, with my spouse. I'm not endorsing that. Uh, I would play a game that's very physical. Like racquetball is great. You're running around. It's great cardio. You get to swing a racket. Um, it's a good time. So I would, I would definitely play a good game that is a workout. I don't think that I would go like lift weights with my wife. And then I don't know why. That just seems. What about, would you, would you do roller derby together? No, she's terrifying. That sounds, oh my God. The injuries. I'm just thinking of sports people could do with their spouses, you know, mm-hmm. on a box. Roller derby is definitely on a box. So on its face, I don't think a gym membership is something I would want to do. I'm a pretty frugal person and gym memberships cost a lot of money. But once there was so many things weighing on the other side, that was a change we wanted to make because it kind of had this true Northy uh, vibe to it where it, it let us do all these other things. You find goals. That's very good. 
That's very cool. Yeah. But the thing is that the goals kind of come with some accountability sometimes. And those conversations can be hard. It's like, hey, is that really what we want to do? Because a lot of of times it's just so easy to make bad habits and bad choices, especially like easy choices. Like right now we're spending way too much money on food, which sounds dumb. But food is one of the only flexible things in our budget. Like I have to spend a certain amount. Like I have a mortgage. I have a car payment. Those aren't going anywhere. Those are fixed expenses. We've got um, the amount of gas I need to get the kids to school and then get to the office. I can't really do a lot about that because I can't afford a new car <laughs> uh, with better gas mileage. And the car we have is pretty good gas mileage anyway. But like there's so many things that just aren't changeable, but like how you spend your food budget really, really is. And so that's a really easy one to tackle. And during the pandemic, we got really good at it. Like, cooking a lot of meals and planning ahead and, and growing our own vegetables in a lot of cases and making bread from scratch. And now because everyone's going, going with the jobs and the kindergartens and everything, it's like, I've spent 25% of my monthly food budget just at lunch this week because we're going out and grabbing a Jimmy John's and a soda and chips, which are already bad health choices on top of it. And we're spending a lot of money, but it's easy. And then you want to give each other a break. It's like, Hey, it's okay. You know, it's just, you're getting used to having a job. You didn't pack a lunch and it's fine. Like, and that's true. Like once, maybe twice, but at some point it's not fine. And that that's hard. Like, Hey, you really do need to pack a lunch though. <laughs> like we did set a budget together and we have goals. And you can't just go to Starbucks for lunch and then every day because that's financially irresponsible. That's not some that doesn't fit into our shared goals. Like we built this goal ship together. We idea crafted it from nothing. Nice. And TM. Yeah. Hashtag idea crafting. Hashtag idea crafting. I think that's the hard part about the changes is like everyone wants to be uh huggy and graceful about it and giving each other grace is one of it is great where you just let let little things go while everyone is adjusting to these new things but then you also want to be uh an encouraging supportive partner and sometimes that's really really hard when your partner is making not great choices and in this case it's me so i'm not trying to identify any choices my wife has made it's like hey you should go to bed earlier and Drink a little less because you're wanting to sleep more because you're exhausted because you're at work all day and then doing kid stuff and you need to pack a lunch because you'll be eating healthier and saving money. And eating healthier and saving money are two things that I've always been working towards. And so at the end of the day, when I haven't saved money for the family and I've eaten like crap all day, yeah, I don't feel great about it. And so it's, yeah. Anyway, my wife very gently and very wonderfully asked if I had packed a lunch. And I was thinking to myself, like, yeah, I really do need to remember to do that. And she was just, hey, you you have, well, you know, there's pasta. There's this pesto pasta you made. It's in the fridge. It's already in a glass bowl. You can just take it tomorrow. And just these, like, she did it in a, in a really kind, supportive way. It was like, she knows that I'm mad that I'm being wasteful and, and eating healthy, unhealthy things. But in the moment I love it. I'm like, Oh God, I don't have time to pack a lunch. I have a new job. I have all these changes and she's just going to let that go. And you know, she did for 72 hours. But then it's like, okay, adapt to your new changes while packing lunch. (laughs) 
it seems so trivial and silly when you just talk about it in lunch packing terms, but the way it infects the other goals, it affects the true north where it's like, you know, we said we were going to have this much money to spend on this thing. And that's so we can save for things. So we can save to maybe go on a trip as a family, save for retirement and save for college funds. And like, like I said, the easiest pot for us to shrink is that food pot. As long as we're cooking and doing things ourselves, then it, it you can save quite a bit. So anyway, I feel like I talked about packing lunches for way too long, but that's the kind of thing there's that's no been such on my thing. mind. So no such thing. You can, there's no, always room for more lunch packing talk. I'm tired of hearing otherwise. Used to be whole God. shows just about lunch packing that came on at 11 o'clock after the news. <laughs> I still remember everybody having those thermoses. Everybody bring it. I don't know. My school, the mm-hmm. big thing was bringing in your alphabet soup. Oh yeah, yeah. And then we had the thermos, thermos, and then be different colored lids. Pour it out, have some soup, alphabet soup. Mm-hmm. So I got alphabet soup. Alphabet That's pretty soup. much my my philosophy <laughs> on all my changes coming up. Just take it one letter at a time until the broth runs dry. So. The the money goal and, and food goals are they easily fit into like lunch. So that's a gimme. Like so when you talk about the impending change to your family, do you talk about it in terms of time or like who's gonna spend time doing what or how we're gonna do this or those would all be good ideas. Yeah. You should <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've heard my stance on planning. Versus doing things, mm-hmm. just I'm just I am into flexibility. Pretty much, just uh, do do the stuff. Yep, definitely do all the stuff. Definitely do all the stuff. My one piece of unsolicited advice that I give every twin parent, which is so fun, being a twin parent that's gone through it, because people that are having twins they want to know what's going on. So this is happened three times now where a couple will have twins and they're either direct friends of ours or friends of friends. And someone will like, Hey, you should talk to, you should talk to Tim and Casey. They had, they had twins. But the one, the one piece of unsolicited advice I give, even if people don't ask is the feeding schedule is different because with one kid, you just let them sleep as long as they want to sleep with two kids. If one of them wakes up, you wake up that other kid to keep them on the same sleep schedule. Oh, for sure. So baby A wakes up, you wake up baby B, everybody gets a clean diaper, everybody gets a bottle uh, or breastfed or whatever you're doing. And then everybody gets burped, everybody goes back to sleep. And that way you can get like, once you're in it, you can have like multiple stretches of like 90 minutes or two hours where you're asleep and both babies are asleep. But if you- That's not a solicitive advice, that's a pro tip. That's a good pro tip. Oh, there you go. That's a, that's a cool way to talk. But you're telling telling people about parenting is a fraught, fraught business. And I don't want to tell people how to handle their stuff. Don't hit your kids. And if you have twins. Wait, wait, whoa, whoa. Wait. <laughs> whoa, whoa, back up. But the no, I remember people were, I, I had a, a boss uh, years ago who had like kids number one, number two, and number three. And then his fourth kid was twins and it was actually four and five. And so like they were in a groove where they thought they knew exactly what was happening parenting wise. And then all of a sudden it was like, holy shit, like this is different. And like you have all these scheduling issues and keeping the babies together because there's, because there's two of them. Sounds incredibly obvious, but anyway, well, I'm rooting for your big life changes. It feels like if you and Michelle are talking about the idea of getting all the things that you want together and rowing in the same direction. That that sounds like it's going to be good. Oh, well, I mean, 
I'm just happy to roll the same whatever direction she wants to roll in. That's all I care about. <laughs> you I know, don't... that's that that is the recipe for a lot of just not. <sighs> There's a positive. I don't care is what I'm trying to say. Where it's like, hey, what are we gonna do? Don't care. Uh, and by saying I don't care, I mean I trust your judgment, and I could come up with my own opinion. But if it's slightly different than yours, then we have to have a conversation and an argument, and I don't want to do that. So I don't care. Like, hey, should the babies get their first haircut when they're nine months old, or is that too young? I don't care. You Google it, and then we'll do whatever you think, or whatever the pediatrician says. Or like, I don't need to come up with an opinion out of nowhere and pretend I know what to do with an eight-month-old, like because I I don't. Or I didn't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. For most things, except for ear piercing. You have a hard opinion on ear piercing? This seems weird to hurt someone. Well, I mean, I guess if Millie now might be okay if she really wants it, but like some people like pierce their baby's ears. I guess it doesn't hurt hurt that much. But I'm just like, I don't, the baby didn't ask you for this. And I know it kind of hurts and it's not necessary. I don't know the baby, things hurt the baby, but. This doesn't do anything. It just seems weird to put a hole mm-hmm. in your baby yep. for no reason. Yep. And it's going to hurt for, I don't know. It just seemed weird to me. Boom. Hot parenting takes. I, I, I agree with you. That seems odd. Like, why? Why? So you can jewel your baby? Who cares? I know. It's just like, it's not a It's purse. a baby. It's already gorgeous. You don't need to go put in. It's fine. Well, I, no, I don't. I mean, that's not something I had heard of before. So, yeah, people do that. So there you go. There you go. Yeah, man. Changes, parenting, things, families. That's... Yeah, I just, I don't know. I mean, I'm just looking forward to it. So I think that's part of it. I'm not, I don't have anything like negative wise, but like dreading it. So that's exciting. You shouldn't really dread care. it. It's magical. We call it being straight up covered in babies. You just put, put twin in each arm and sit down. Yeah. We'll do that. Straight up covered in babies. Oh man, I'll be there. I'll stop by. Stop trying to take my babies, Tim. Sorry. I've been through this. Stop, Stop trying to take my babies. Them. I'm going to borrow them. Stop trying to take my babies. I just, I, I'm double booked a lot of the times because I have all these ads <laughs> up on park benches. It's like, Tim will bring kids to your house. And now <laughs> I need to borrow other people's kids to make all the appointments. My, my kids are booked. <laughs> that is a TV show I do not want to watch. <laughs> the downward spiral of somebody who does some sort of weird bring twins to your pool thing like a breaking bed no no not like a breaking bed it's just a cute show with kids in a pool no okay i don't think this none of these are good ideas no this is is a bad idea (laughs) well we've had good ideas and none of these are them you tired you just didn't you just finish a bucket of beans uh, no, there was, these are pistachios. I'm off the caffeine because I'm going to sleep tonight. But I will tell you, I had a great time. Oh, yeah. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Uh, hey, well, what was your favorite part of the show? The Catherines, hands down. Yeah. How about you? What was your favorite part? Mm, that's got to be it. That's got de- that definitely talking about Catherine's Hot and Keener. Yes, I think so. Maybe I can convince Michelle to let me name the twins Hod and Keener. No, oh, dear. no, you probably, you definitely shouldn't say the names on a podcast. <laughs> but privately, off mic, I, I do want to know where you're naming your kids. I think that'd be awesome. I have a couple of new suggestions. <laughs> Keener's, anyway, I feel like it would be a cool middle name. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Should we do this again maybe like next Wednesday? Wednesday could hang on, let me. No, I'm I'm booked on Wednesday. I could do Thursday. Alright. Next Thursday it is. <laughs> Alright. This was fun. This was fun. This has been Are We Sure This Is Good with Rob Durland and Tim Mall. You can find us online at AreWeSureThisIsGood.com. If you want to see things we think are good, check out the Are We Sure This Is Good YouTube channel or follow us on Twitter at AWSTIG. Suggestions or questions? Drop us a line at AreWeSureThisIsGood at gmail.com. From all of us here at Malmland, keep those headphones at a reasonable volume, never argue with a drunk, and whenever possible, hug someone you love. Don't know why it had to go so rectal. (laughs) (laughs) Did you not like that? I'm sorry. (laughs) In the moment, I was just like, okay, this is happening. I don't know. I was just trying to stay with it. Well, I didn't really mean for it to go so butt-oriented either. It just kept happening. (laughs)